Hi. I don't know. I'm waving. You can't see me. Um, we wave, we nod, we do all kinds of things that you don't know about when we're filming for yes. the Noir TV podcast. Yes, we are back to discuss episode 403. Four, yeah, yes. Three. Like, how am I losing track already? <laughs> what happened to me? I mean, okay. so much happened in these last three episodes. Oh no, you froze. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think you're back. <laughs> okay. That was weird. That uh, was weird. Yeah, a lot did happen. So much happened. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, good stuff. Um yes. very, very good stuff. This was um uh, one of my favorite episodes of the show, I think. Like I yeah. I'd say this is one of my favorite episodes. It was definitely filler, but I found it really <laughs> funny. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was kind of filler, but like, yeah. but I mean, we progressed some character stuff. So yeah, we moved, I think we got we got good character stuff. Yeah, like the the Gar stuff wasn't filler. Um, yeah, but the side quest with Jinx was. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a funny side quest though Dick is like he's so funny he's not trying (laughs) well he was definitely not trying to be funny dude was serious as a heart attack up in here oh my goodness (laughs) the most serious of serious men this man this episode just lost in the sauce (laughs) (laughs) okay so how do we want to do it do we want to go through the notes as they are are we gonna jump around um What's easiest we might as well go, th- go through them as we have them so okay. yeah let's start with rachel mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, rachel was real funny this episode she doesn't get a lot of opportunities to be funny um she uh did not care about losing her powers even like she was just like, yeah, actually, this is great. You know? Well, as you pointed out, <laughs> if her if her mental connection to Dick is the strongest, she's been having to deal with his freaking um, chem- my chemical romance ass thoughts. <laughs> Three seasons. <laughs> I just... <laughs> that would be a lot for anybody yeah. it's a lot for him and he's not a tiny girl um can we maybe, maybe that she's just tired girl's body she's tired <laughs> there's something so funny about her uh describing being psychically linked to people as just swimming in a sea of misery like that. So <laughs> by people we mean dick <laughs> miserable poor baby um excuse my french yeah well, <laughs> he's happier than he's ever been <laughs> as long as you don't turn his wife to stone he's thrilled that's very true do do not do that absolutely don't do that and i also found it really funny throughout the episode that while jinx kept saying that like she didn't do it literally nobody believed her the larone was like oh you're naive for believing that <laughs> and and Corey was like yeah i know you definitely turned me so and if you do it again like 
<laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, I don't absolutely. know if she did or not, but <laughs> she's still on Corey shit list for doing it. So doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I think she did it because I mean, you know, Corey in the mind world, the only way she would know what happened like on the outside like know specifically that she was turned to stone is with some kind of you know extra knowledge so it makes sense that um Corey would know that she did it um uh so yeah I'll take uh Corey in the mind world's word for almost anything um so yeah I think Jinx definitely turned sister girl into stone um and was like lying to Dick about it and that's why the Larone was making fun of Dick like that for like buying that lie from Jinx um I I thought what she was implying was that um the lie that only she could undo the spell is why he was naive but I could see either way yeah oh um, yeah but I mean that's also kind of kind of the same thing the same thing because the reason that he's there dealing with the larone is because he thinks that she needs to lift it um so yeah even if jinx didn't uh do it um which i think she did the fact she had the ability to undo it but like lie to dick and then he had to get into this whole whole confrontation you know she might as well have done it because she's the yeah. one who you know kept her like that um also I think that it was really interesting how different Gar and Rachel answered the question of like whether, you know, because they have these like powers, they have some kind of responsibility as a Titan or not. Um, like it was interesting that Rachel was kind of like, you know, do I have some kind of responsibility? Like, do I have to do anything for people or what's the deal mm. with that? And Gar's like, yo, this is just what I'm doing. So. <laughs> yeah, like we gar wants to be here like yeah he wants to be a titan but rachel has never really expressed that like i think if she has the opportunity to help people she wants to but i don't know about her having this strong desire to be a hero so yeah she's never really said that yeah it's interesting hearing her say it out loud so Right. When she said it, that's what got me thinking. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> and it's hard to tell when a lack of enthusiasm from Rachel is an actual lack of enthusiasm about something or her just being Rachel. Yeah. So I think I never uh, questioned her being like, okay, whatever. Just because like, she's such a, you know, uh, emo teddy bear. So yeah. like, she gets she's season's the most happiest and most excited when she's like playing video games or bowling. <laughs> so she just wants to have fun, really. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's Rachel's goal in life. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean I can see it like feeling really heavy, um, having a lot of like chosen one prophecies pointed in your direction. Mm -hmm. Never ending either. Yeah. It's, like never stops. <laughs> <laughs> we see how sick of that Corey is yeah. so <laughs> so I mean that 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 tracks um and is there something with the sugar thing like I don't think so I think she's like... just I think she's just childish <laughs> in a very cute way <laughs> and like sugar. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um and yeah that was <laughs> Watching her literally drink that maple syrup like that, hilarious. <laughs> also, the look on Gar's face. Yeah. The look on Gar's face to that whole scene was hilarious. He was <laughs> like, what's going on? 
<laughs> Rachel being a sunshine girl makes him makes him emo. So that's cute. <laughs> so, like I don't know who this person is. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, Rachel. She's so cute. <laughs> she is. Um and her go and her being like, actually, now this is getting creepy. I do kind of wish I had my powers. Cute and lol. I I really, and I do want to say too, like I've been wanting this for a while to see Rachel supporting Gar more instead yeah. of vice versa. So it's nice to see her being like, no, I'm going to go with you and help you do this. And her being a part of his story arc instead of vice versa. So I like Definitely. it. Yeah. Um, and it's nice that Rachel as a character clearly doesn't have that main character syndrome mm -hmm. like she showed no uh need to make it all about herself <laughs> <laughs> like some of her fans <laughs> anyway <laughs> um <I'm> correctly assuming <laughs> that she is the yeah. point of this entire show and everything should be about rachel <laughs> no she is a character on an ensemble show I think the concept of an ensemble show is tough for some people. Like, I, I get it. You'll like some people more than other people, and you'll be like, I wish everything was about them. But that's just not how, that's not how ensembles work. Yeah, I think, I think it's hard for them to gel with. And I think it's hard for a lot of the, the ones, the, the scoopers who were hating on it before the season came out. I think this is exactly their problem is that, they wanted to focus, they wanted to continue to have the show basically just be mostly focused on Dick and yeah. um, and now Tim and they're not getting that. And mm -hmm. someone made, I saw someone tweet it and I was like, ah, I see why, I see the, the, the problem. So they were like, they hope that Dick's training for Tim isn't just him, um, dropping him off at star labs and then going off to do whatever else from now on and i'm right. like whatever else being the main the, plot the plot of the show whatever else being a titan fighting a titan's villain tim right. is the, tim is the whatever else i'm so sorry yeah like no nowhere in new teens titan would anyone be like oh man it has to be that nightwing trains the new robin as a main part of this Huh? No. Right. That's a sad be, plot by definition. Be grateful. Be grateful that you even have two Bat Family characters still on the show. And Absolutely. be quiet. Eat your food <laughs> and shut it up. Okay. Because Titans really only needs one Robin. All right. And we already got him. Genuinely only needs one. I'm <laughs> happy he's even here. I don't want to hear any more from that crowd. We had quite enough of anything y'all have to say. That yeah. is all. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all had y'all had last season and it was all y'all all day. A whole season and it was boring as shit and Ugh. um yeah no thanks <laughs> i did not appreciate this show being the lesser batman show look i love tim i think he's adorable but i don't give a shit if he never gets that suit and if we never have like several montages of dick training him i don't care i'm gonna be real with you i don't give a shit yeah this is not even his responsibility <laughs> like, no at it's all not. 
So. And then, frankly, any of the characters could do it at this point. That's the point of why we right. did things the way we did did it. Like Gar could literally train him at this yeah. point. Like, it doesn't have to be dead. It doesn't really have to be dead. Um, <laughs> like he didn't put them through boot camp like that so that he would still be the only person that knows anything. Right. Corey can do it. Connor yeah. can do it. Not that Con- Connor probably doesn't even know how to fight, much like no. Clark. <laughs> yeah, Connor Clark. does not know how to fight. Him and Clark can't fight. They just, they just have powers. <laughs> just like Donna. <laughs> Who also can't fight. Shots fired. Well, her catching strays. <laughs> She's not even here. <laughs> neither is clark clearly everybody who can't fight can get it right now it's lovingly that i say clark can't fight (laughs) oh gosh um but yeah no um i i think uh connor is probably only one of them that doesn't really know how to how to fight which makes which tracks because he can't practice with anybody like Mm. so i guess he could practice with with Corey. Corey, yeah Yeah. um (laughs) But yeah, uh, it's uh, like, I think if we ran into any situation where it became a problem where Connor couldn't fight, they'd be like, all right, we're going to have to teach Connor how to fight. But so far, it just hasn't mattered. So yeah, they might want to get on that. Just, just a hunch that. It's <laughs> a hunch that he should just know just in case. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they've also just been so strapped for time. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, whenever they try to kind of get some time to do anything other than trying to stay alive out here, um, something comes for them. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's like, I'm sure they would have just had, you know, the free time to, oh, let's just train Tim, la if they weren't getting attacked by an entire cult. Like, right, because so they clearly but... planned to do that. Like, that's why Dick brought Tim. That's what they planned on training Tim. <laughs> I'm super duper sorry he doesn't have the time, but Nick was almost thrown up at a crime scene. He couldn't he couldn't handle the ninjas. Like he needs to not be no offense in the way right now. Yeah. Y'all want him to die again? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like that's like literally what it is here. They um, cannot babysit him in the middle of a fight. Like that's not gonna work. No. Um, he's got to be ready to hold hold his own to avoid being a liability. Um, and Tim's understanding of that, like for now. But you, I mean, I'm sure well, he'll I mean, stop you, being whiny. You compare his reaction to Jason's, oh, like God. under similar circumstances. I would say Tim's understanding. <laughs> You're right. At least he's not like clearly this means you hate me, Dick, because you don't right. want to fight Deathstroke. It's like I don't want you to get murdered. Actually, <laughs> this is like, right. This is my entire reasoning, Jason, but all right. <laughs> exactly. I, I honestly I hate you. What can I do about it? And what and, happened? He got thrown off a roof. Like, maybe listen. Exactly. <laughs> maybe listen. And I also think they're doing a better job still keeping Tim mm. in the mix. Yeah, um, he's, still a, he's still here. The, you know, that. compared to what we had like season two where the kids would just like sit in a room somewhere. They weren't discussing anything with them. They didn't really know what was going on. I would say they're keeping Tim a lot more in the mix. So I'd say there's a distinct, I think there's less reason for him to, you know, feel sidelined. And also like he just is a less whiny entitled character than Jason. 
like as a person and then also you have people need to be realistic in that tim's parents are very much alive and checking in on him like dick is has to be responsible for someone else's child it's not like with Carr and Rachel where they're basically his and Connor like Tim is someone else's child whose parents are alive you basically promised his safety to them yeah so when you go into the situation and a ninja almost slices and dices him it makes all and then he almost he freaks out at the crimes it just makes sense for him to be like you need to go do your training yeah like Yes, they're involving him with what he can do. Like, he can't help with researching and figuring things out and putting clues together. And they're involving him with that, like, because that's something he can do. Um, But obviously, um, the serious butt kicking, he just isn't prepared for yet. Nope. Um, So I think they're they're handling it well, and I think he's taking it pretty well. Um, Anyone would take this better than Jason. Jason... Jason's problem is he wants to be offended and so yeah. he will be and there's just nothing you can do about it that's no. his problem and that's sad but I don't know get therapy or something I don't fuck. anyway um, <laughs> well we tried uh, that didn't Bruce work either did his butt in therapy that did not work right. so not for lack of trying um, hopeless. it's hopeless with that. I don't <laughs> know what his problem is he cannot help Jason Ah, helpless character is what he is um hold on can we pause this yeah give me one second okay sorry yeah (laughs) (laughs) and yeah uh poor jason is hopeless but tim is not hopeless so i think i think tim will get it together it's literally just bad timing um because if this had happened like a few months later he'd have been ready yeah yeah it's just it just doesn't make sense to get him killed again so (laughs) and as you said dick does not have to be the one to train him as long as he just gets trained he gets trained yeah um them expecting this oh he's gonna be the batman to tim's robin thing is y'all mistake you shouldn't have came in here thinking that this is not a batman show and it's not right. a Batman and Robin show. So suck it up. No. It's a whole team here. <laughs> um, and this is a, a well-oiled machine. He's a spoke in the machine. And that's how that's how we do things it's here. That's how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's that on Tim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I liked him. I liked the character. I liked the actor. I liked the actor's portrayal of the character. Yeah. Um, and... Um, I think it's really interesting with how this show has set itself up where we've gotten to see three different um, Robins. They've done a really good job sort of differentiating, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we've really gotten to see how they handle um, like different kinds of uh, situations like as people and like what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I think it, it makes sense, frankly, um, to like, because, you know, the thing that distinguishes Tim Drake from like the other uh, Robins more than anything else is how much of a detective he is and like tech was and like that kind of a thing. So it totally tracks that, you know, if we're going to have him uh, show up with a skill set, it would be that rather than like a lot of fighting ability. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it totally tracks that um, Jason's more of a fighter because obviously he's been, you know, more trained in that. And just in general, um, like if you were to ask me, you know, in a fight, Tim Drake, Jason Todd, who do I think would win? I don't like Jason, but I'd imagine, but I would expect um, Jason to kick his butt. Yeah, sadly, yeah. But <laughs> and Jason fights like, dirty, so yeah, which is not Tim's thing. Like I, I can't see him doing that. So you know, yeah, everyone's got their got their different like things that they're stronger in, and I think people that are disappointed with, um you know, Tim not being some kind of like a martial arts wonderkin for no reason. I I'll mean, sorry, we have to have character arcs. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's on a team with freaking, oh, I mean, guards trained to fight now. Rachel. Yeah. Rachel got training from mm-hmm. like in the Amazons. Yeah. Um, Rachel can definitely fight. Corey, who's literally a warrior and then, you know, mm-hmm. Nightwing. So, He'll get there. Like he definitely has some yeah. solid mentors. Um, exactly. Yeah, he'll get there. It's just um, he couldn't get there in two days. No, and like <laughs> no, no one could. And there's a purpose no. to the concept of like an arc for a character. Right. Give them somewhere to go. People are always rushing. Like they don't realize this is a show and not a movie. Right. It's kind of crazy. It's like let them finish their story like they're trying to tell you a story and you're like no 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 <laughs> last page like calm simmer down please <laughs> sorry this isn't all figured out in 90 please minutes please. you guys right like relax enjoy yourself <laughs> <laughs> oh man um but yeah gar and the red i'm super curious about and i'm it. also i'm also curious if any of those other people that have been snatched up have any our skinwalkers or anything like that maybe um because they said they all have like some kind of meta the same kind of meta gene yeah um i don't know because like you know what that meta gene is exactly we don't know what it is but um we definitely know it's something and it's not too hard to imagine these things being connected some kind of way, especially with like Gar telling us that it seemed like whatever was trying to talk to him was trying to tell them about like the witch they were dealing with. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, on the tree was all these animal corpses that were like, you know, uh, some kind of like trophies or something like that. Like, you know, and, you know, it. if you've been killing a bunch of shapeshifters, I can imagine you wound up with a tree like that, you know? If, yeah, if that's what that means, unless it was like implying Gar was a beast, becomes like a predator type person who's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm curious to find out though. So, and I, that, that occurred to me just because I watched the movie Prey and like <laughs> the predator's whole thing is that he's just hunts for a sport and kind of like a rite of passage and then he keeps skulls as trophies so it just made me think of that and i was like "Hmm, maybe it's that kind of situation like a trophy tree but we'll see or maybe it's some kind of crazy um outlander like um there can only be one uh, yeah right (laughs) (laughs) uh you know you take them out and get their power 
I don't know. There's a lot of possibilities for sure. Um, And then I I wonder why he like knows about the blood moon. I was like, is it because it'll directly affect him? Like, I think it will because they said like when the blood moon is full, they will all follow you. Hmm. So they said to him. So, you know, we're getting some messianic prophecy energy here. Okay. I was trying to, I couldn't even hear that line. He said, it'll follow you. The world will fall. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So it'll fall. They'll follow you. Okay. Yeah. Like the world will follow you or like they'll all follow you. Something like that. So, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that's what, um, that's about, um, and it's really interesting. Like this season, we seem to be doing a lot of kind of, uh, talking about and playing around with the concept of like fate and destiny that seems to like really Mm -hmm. be a thing um and we've got lots of like prophecies sort of bouncing around and that and like prophetic language sort of bouncing around in association with some of the characters um and I think that's really um interesting and it kind of tracks that like you know a foil for our heroes who have these sorts of weighty destinies placed on them is our Sebastian Sanger character because clearly he's got that going on too, right? Um, yeah. um, but you know, obviously he wouldn't be the villain of the season if that went the same way it went with these with our characters, right? And Corey especially, yeah, <laughs> he's like super over this destiny crap. <laughs> he's like, wait, I thought I was finished, and her mentor was like, no, all of the stuff you've done so far is actually part of the destiny. It's like, goddamn. <laughs> God, I'm like living for her being totally done. Look at sis refusing the call out here. She said, I answered that call. I answered the last call. I'm tired of picking up the phone. Like, Like, can I just be on a road trip with my my makeshift family? (laughs) Right. Oh, gosh. I think that's such an interesting kind of contrast to that sort of duty before all things kind of vibe that she like had going on when we met her. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> at this point she's like what if i abdicated my duty and was a dare like what if i did that because i don't it's, want to it's literally like those <laughs> those fanfics where someone gets sent to assassinate someone and they kind of just fall in love with them yeah. <laughs> that's like literally that like she was she's supposed like, to actually... kill rachel to stop the end of days and she was like you know what uh, is better than Rachel dead? Rachel's my daughter. I, yeah, I, I changed my like, mind. She was like, actually, I like this girl and <laughs> I'm adopting her. <laughs> yeah. So they came and it was like, what the hell? I can't be God for weeks. <laughs> what are you doing? What's going on here? She's like, I don't know. Cut to her braiding. Rachel's here. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. What's the problem? <laughs> like, exactly. <what's- laughs> like poor Corey is so over it um and you know it's so it's so interesting to see her direction as a character because in some ways it's the opposite of how you usually see things go you see them being like no I don't want to I'm just a regular person I just want to like you know eat my oatmeal to being like (laughs) okay I'll take the call meanwhile Corey went from being like yes duty take the call everything for the planet to being like actually um what if I just had a husband and kids what if I did that like what if my destiny is to be a stay-at-home mom what if it was that that's what I think it is so funny she's like like not doing this 
<laughs> she's officially joined hashtag trad wife yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. pretty much <laughs> she's oh. like i'm done with the feminist agenda <laughs> just trying to be a mom <laughs> <laughs> pretty much um. <laughs> so yeah total total curveballs um we have characters just strongly considering like what if i didn't um and we have a few different characters considering that and we can see that's definitely not the kind of time that Gar is on. He's yeah. like, all right, let me find out what this is and I'm going to do this thing and I am in it to win it, baby. Yeah, Gar, Gar is all about the hero life. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that as a character aspect. Um, mm. It's so, um, like, at first it seemed like he was just excited to be there and have someone around, but it's become more and more apparent as it went on that, like, he really really like has strong positive feelings about the whole like being a hero thing and like saving people and doing whatever um he can do where that's concerned and that's so cute it is <laughs> he was the only part. one to be like i'd go back to gotham <laughs> like <laughs> everybody else was like i don't care what happened in gotham <laughs> like they could choke um <laughs> Like, if there was nothing left of anybody in Gotham, then that would just be what they read about the newspaper, as far as everybody else is concerned at this point. (laughs) Rachel was only there like three days, and she's like, hell to the no. That was enough. (laughs) It was definitely enough. Well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, she, you know, you know, they were hanging out in the bus talking about what went on. And I'm sure Rachel was like, word, really? Dog. (laughs) nah (laughs) that's that's what I uh imagine a briefing Rachel look like to make her feel that way yeah no (laughs) she was done with it like this is I've seen enough (laughs) can you imagine how Connor tells the story of what happened (laughs) (laughs) man poor Connor that yes, was just he... straight up traumatic for him. I know he has to be thinking, what if I never caught Jason? Then he wouldn't have been able to do this. <laughs> right? <laughs> just a thought. <laughs> I mean, Connor's got to be thinking, if I ever see him again, I'm dropping him right off the building and not catching yeah, him. Yeah, I think Dick <laughs> made the right call to make sure <laughs> no one saw Jason. Because yeah. only him and Gar were going to have anything pleasant to say or do around Jason like that was it just two of them (laughs) (laughs) and I feel like Corey might think that that could go okay but the first sideways word and she'd be explaining what had happened to Jason yeah (laughs) especially if she found out that the way in which Dick ended up dying yeah I don't I don't think Jason would be in a safe space. <laughs> no. She found out his involvement with that shit. N- not at all. Uh, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Jason, uh, definitely uh, there are several characters who have had absolutely enough. Um, and, I mean, it tracks that of all the characters who have the most had enough, it's definitely Connor. Because yeah. Connor got shot saving Jason's life, and then Connor mm-hmm. had to watch Hank die. Mm-hmm. And another guy. Yeah, and another guy. So it's just fucked up. Yeah. It's like, what did Connor do to Jason? <laughs> Literally nothing. Never. Nothing. 
Like, <laughs> and he didn't even know him when he saved his life. He was running from the police right. and had already been told by his mama that, like, don't do nothing conspicuous. And here he goes catching people falling out of the sky. And Jason already didn't thank him before he left. Right. Didn't wait for him to wake up. Like, okay. <laughs> that was so <laughs> trash. Right. I was real upset about it, too. I was real upset that Jason didn't wait for Connor to wake up. Lame. Like, when you um, find out him and Gar need help, and you're you're not gonna show up because you're mad at the wrestle. Okay, but what did Gar and Connor do? Show up and help them. Look, right. is lame. I'm sorry. He's that so was lame. that was very whack of him. Um, so it's I understand really why Connor hates his ass because why wouldn't he? <laughs> and even this whole thing Connor's having about like next time I'll be faster, like next time I'll get it done. It comes from Jason playing those games right. because the first time we heard from that from him was what was with him failing to save Hank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so like literally this whole complex that he has about like not being good enough, not being fast enough, not being strong enough, and like failing or whatever, it comes from Jason. Yep. Jason gave homeboy like permanent psychological damage. Yeah. Oh, sad shit. <laughs> it is sad. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> you broke Connor. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like totally. Lord, when Tim was training, he's like, what? You're scared of pain? What are you going to do? Calm down, Connor. Oh, Lord. Like we can't have fear, we can't have failure, you guys. Like it was like, yo, keep your issues, Connor. <laughs> um, like he's really, really living the struggle out here. Um and yeah, the fact that uh Connor is of the belief that because he has these powers, he should be able to literally fix anything, that sucks. Yeah. And it's sad because you know it's no one on the team telling him this shit. You know, it's all like a self. It's just his own thoughts about himself. And mm-hmm. I like him feeling like people are looking at him and always expecting him to turn into Lex. I feel like that's from him in that's... the lab and stuff. But yeah. that whole, oh, I'm not fast enough. I'm not good enough. That shit's from last season. He didn't have yeah. that before. He didn't have that thought absolutely um and i mean you know when we first sort of meet connor he's a boundless well of confidence <laughs> like whoo i can do anything <laughs> um so yeah it definitely you know sure you do need to learn that everyone's ability have has has limits that's the thing everyone sort of has to learn but it just hurts he had to learn that in such a terrible way mm-hmm. you know yeah okay i'm gonna end this and start a new one be right back guys all righty all right hey y'all we are back yes um i think we can start you want to talk about connor yeah, we could. We could just do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll wrap up Connor, then I guess we'll get to Dick. Um yeah. Okay. So uh my theory that he was possessed by Lex, not quite correct, because uh he was definitely Connor this episode. Um 
uh but you know we'll see what we have going forward because something weird happened last episode yeah i still think there's something off um and i think there's like i don't know maybe even if it's just him putting that idea in his head that's gonna ultimately drive connor to start acting reckless um yeah but like yeah i get the feeling especially when when he was like no i can go do this by myself and Dick's like, no, we do things as a team. You could tell Connor was kind of bothered. Like, he really feels like he needs to prove he's good for yeah. whatever reason. And it's going to become a problem. So, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, that feeling he's got something to prove is definitely going to become a problem. And, I mean, he's always kind of had some impulse control issues. Um, like literally ever since we like met the character he had issues with like impulse control when he was feeling emotional um and it seems that's going to be like kind of he's still struggling with that we'll put it that way mm -hmm. um and it it seems like he's not taking dick saying you know we do this as a team as him just saying the way we do things is as a team but him saying you know I don't think you can do this. Um, and that's really not uh, what Dick is saying here. Um, he's trying to get across that the safest way, the best way, and the most sure way to get something done is to use all of their talents. And that's why they're all together. Um, and I mean, it's possibly true that, that Connor could do this himself, but there's just no reason for him to because he has a team. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I mean, you know, he's got super speed. She doesn't like, he, he maybe could just snap her neck. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm. maybe he could manage to, yeah. especially if she doesn't, you know, know he's coming and that kind of a thing. Like maybe like literally he could, but that doesn't mean it's a good idea to try. Um, and that also would still leave a lot of the problems that they have unsolved because she's not acting alone, you know, like clearly we've got some other you know, it's clear to our team at this point, like, even though they don't specifically know it's a cult yet, they know that it's not just one person, yeah. that it's, you know, several different people that are, you know, doing whatever we have here, some kind of organization, some kind of group. So, and for even all we if, know, snapping her neck might not work. Who knows? Yeah. Like maybe we, she we can resurrect herself. We have no idea. Yeah. We have no idea what she can do. Yeah. Um, and we also, uh, have no idea what impact that would have mm -hmm. um but you know it <laughs> cutting the head off the snake does not kill all organizations sometimes it just makes them worse in different ways mm -hmm. we don't know who's coming behind her either um so yeah it's you know um and obviously that makes them a direct target whereas you know before it was just like okay you guys are kind of in our way um so yeah, no, there's a lot of good reasons not to do that, even if technically he could. And clearly Connor is too kind of caught up in his own insecurities in the moment to be able to see the bigger picture of why it is that they don't want him to haul off and do this. Yeah. And it's like no matter or how try to explain to him, he's still seeing it as a way, oh, they see me as being too weak or 
Oh, yeah. that's bad. So yeah, I I'm not I'm still not I'm still not um completely convinced Lex isn't somehow deeply involved in this still. Um yeah, like, I, like I think not, we're gonna get some more Lex in some kind yeah, of way for sure. I'm not convinced he didn't do something still. So we'll see, but I don't know, I'm suspicious. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and it always makes me nervous when Connor starts acting weird. <laughs> yeah. Never uh, and we've been getting him. like no, it doesn't. And we've been getting such consistent weird from him this season that it's like, mm -hmm. oh boy. Um, the last time we saw this, something got blown up, y'all. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me cross that yes. off. And yeah. we can move on to talking about dick yes <laughs> the There's... funniest guy on the show he's so funny and like he's so much and like the first thing i actually noticed in this episode was when he was you know trying to kind of get everything together and everybody in their places i was like oh this is extra deep and i was like yeah this is his like i got this voice and then i heard it again i was like yep yeah, yep yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a cute uh, character detail that when he's really trying to project uh like confidence and leadership he like he uh pitches his voice down it's you mm -hmm. <laughs> um and yeah he you know places places everyone and uh well he <laughs> pretends that we are not entirely in over our heads and that we that he totally knows how to figure this out very cute yeah. and then admits to Corey that he's definitely scared actually um <laughs> <laughs> I really um I really like that and it's such a like this season calls back to and reminds you of season one in so many ways that it's so interesting to see the contrast and how far the characters have come when you throw them in a similar situation. Absolutely. Like the dick <laughs> that we met, like would not have voluntarily unprompted admitted a vulnerable feeling like that to anyone, including Corey. Absolutely not. No. Yeah, he's just changed so much and he also knows when to admit to these feelings like he knew that it wouldn't be helpful in any way for him to tell them oh I'm afraid like that yeah. wouldn't be helpful for them because they're afraid and they need at least to think that Corey and Dick have got this that they'll they, yes. they're confident in sorting it out so that they yes. can be on their game too so it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, let's go have our meltdown privately somewhere <laughs> as <Yeah>. adults, <laughs> not as kids. Um, yeah. Or shook, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely like um, that. And I mean, that's the element of uh, good parenting in general to not put the kids in a position where they have to like parent you and comfort you when things get difficult. Right. Um. So it's, you know, it's really, it's really great to see how much like, um, he's coming to his own as a dad over the course of this show too. Yeah, definitely, very dad-like. Like that yeah. little scene at the beginning where he's carrying Rachel in, and then Corey grabs the pillow to put under her head. I'm like, you guys are parents. Look at you, <laughs> mom and dad. 
much so. Big mom and dad energy. I love it. Um, that was uh, the choices, the choices, this yeah. episode. I was just here for it. Um, and <laughs> when they, you know, go to get Jinx, by the way, it is maddening watching that scene where she escapes because Dick is telling the the guard, like, stop her. And yeah. he's just looking. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like y'all oh, man. <laughs> the incompetence the incompetence of it all um <laughs> um so yeah that was uh that was very funny um and I mean it was an immediate hint that Dick knew her really well that he was able to immediately correctly guess where she was going yeah um so I thought that was a pretty uh, cool detail. And, <laughs> oh God. Um, and we just saw him go through a universe of emotions on his face throughout this episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, when um, when Jinx decided, um, oh, here he is with a gorgeous woman. Um, this looks like a great time to throw out that I slept with him. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for getting she, right to that. She was clearly trying to start stir some shit and Corey just did not care. She's like, I don't care about this. No. <laughs> She's not at all intimidated by his accent. This means nothing to her. <laughs> so no. that was the goal. It didn't work, but she no. did sort out. Um, she did, you know, figure out how to take her off. Yeah, how to piss Cora, but also how to manipulate Dick very easily. Yeah. I, I feel like if Corey wasn't hurt, you know, he would have been thinking more clearly and figured out, oh, she yeah. has a death mark, so on and so forth way earlier. Yeah. But he was so concentrated yeah. and so focused on trying to save Corey that he wasn't really thinking too yeah. hard. And we saw him do a lot of like, look, I don't care. Just let's do it. Like, yeah. um, which is not normally how he is. Um, right. He's usually like very kind of calculating. And especially when dealing with somebody he knows is a rogue. Like he knows Jinx. He, you know, has experience with her. He knows what kind of person he is. So the fact that he was just like, okay, 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 okay. And not thinking about it definitely said more about his emotional state than anything else. Yeah. Uh, he didn't good. stop doing that till he almost died <laughs> literally that's 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 just not good that like to show your hands to a potential antagonist like he did but i don't think he realized that's what he was doing it's like well I mean, she I wants think to so much of this is still like subconscious that i think he's really not yeah. fully aware of <laughs> like no he's not <laughs> he, no he doesn't even know to hide his feelings because what feelings what are you talking about yeah <laughs> oh this guy he's so funny he's so funny know, jinx is um, so small and he really like hemmed her up by <laughs> hemmed her up in that parking garage like sir please calm down <laughs> God. the look on her face when he oh, did that was like what is going right, on what is happening like honey i was just talking smack we're going on a side quest like calm down nope <laughs> He was just ready to and kill he everybody. And he did not calm down once that whole episode. That poor no. that poor elf lady still on the floor somewhere. 
He literally kicked the, her entire soul out of her body. How hard he hit. My God. He completely stopped her momentum. Just right. like Good Lord. <laughs> it was it was like she just ran into Connor. You know she was ready to do some like crazy magical kung fu shit and he was like no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could tell Dick really really doesn't have time because yeah. normally he's down to kind of, you know, you know, he's down to clown show off, you know, do some flippies. Today he was like no, everyone goes down on floor right now <laughs> and i laugh at every one of his fight scenes not because they're good but it's just always funny to me how like ridiculous he is because i just picture in my head if i had beef with someone and i was about to fight them and they started doing like flips and shit like, never mind like what the fuck right. like you know what you got it you're right <laughs> like forget it and there was this one really funny part where he was fighting the larone and like he like flipped her and then like she flipped her out. I was like, oh, we flippy. <laughs> and mm-hmm. very quickly after that, he was like, all right, down. Like, yeah. I mean, um, he's swinging he, on the chandelier. He definitely did some break dancing right after she threw the fucking <laughs> knife. Giving us I'm the like, capoeira. Like, is this break dancing? Like, it's so much. He's so funny. Like, <laughs> you have to give everyone a show. After you get beat up, you wake up and you're like, do I clap? I don't know, because it was really impressive, but also, ouch. And you saw everybody in the club just watching, like, what's going on over here? Right, like. And nobody jumping in at points. (laughs) Just watching. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They stopped dancing, like. (laughs) Right. just like a whole like crowd had gathered a crowd that was not stepping in or saying anything because they didn't want none (laughs) (laughs) a bodyguard of hers like remember we were talking about it we like he he seemed like he would have had to do something right like it was probably his job (laughs) to defend her and after that he was just like oh well (laughs) <laughs> he kind of like moved like maybe he was gonna but he clearly didn't want to and when it looked like he got a situation without having to he didn't yeah oh he just have you ever seen the show scrubs <laughs> this is yeah. one episode where i can't remember their names but the main dude like passes out in the parking lot and it's fred yeah it was fred lays next to him and he's like he wakes up and he's like why are we on the floor he's like oh you fell and i just laid down next to you so it would look like we're chilling (laughs) i thought about i'm like he probably just laid down next to her just Uh got up same time as she did and was like oh wow oh my god what happened because remember when donna did that when she had to like pretend she didn't have powers and and um when he uh and oh yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then she just like oh she just wakes up like oh boy yeah they got it (laughs) oh funny (laughs) so yeah very very funny and it made sense um and yeah um it was definitely uh interesting to see a version of dick who's just very act act first and think later because he's just not like that um like what plans trying to figure out what's going on he didn't even want to have a conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know it's best if we just don't talk <laughs> um so yeah, it I, it Jinx was slow to pick up on how serious business he was here. 
Um, but once she once she figured it out, it was like, okay. Um, but I will say, we know that she doesn't know anything at all about Tori. Um, because, you know, if she did, she would know that as much fun as it is to, like, antagonize uh, Dick by messing with her, you have antagonized yourself by messing with Corey. Yeah, pretty much. That's not so, gonna, <laughs> it's not going to end in a funny way. She's not going to do a backflip. She's going to turn you to dust. Yeah, it's a it's a bad idea. And like <laughs> you mentioned that, like, because he was so emotional um, and like not thinking, he clearly sort of showed his hand that Corey's a good way to mess with him. Yeah. But Corey's not a good one to mess with. No. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but his wife is one like, that's, that's the situation here he's scary yeah absolutely. she's scarier <laughs> she's definitely scarier like and the fact that jinx doesn't um doesn't know that does not bode well for her continued survival in any way shape or form yeah she she she'll need to pick that up at some point <laughs> so whoever she's gonna be bothering on this rv don't let it be Corey. Go bother someone else. Be gone. I don't think. Don't uh, bother Connor yeah. either because he's half evil. He might, he might snap on you. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Connor really might snap on you. Like, <laughs> leave him alone too. <laughs> yeah. My suggestion. <laughs> yeah, Team Alien is never the one, right? They're not. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, and best time ever to annoy Rachel um yeah because uh as we saw with poor jason generally speaking not the one not miss rachel (laughs) um so yeah good time to annoy rachel always a good time to annoy gar uh hopefully she's got good judgment on that (laughs) yeah yeah hopefully we shall see (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and i thought it was um i thought it was interesting how bothered uh dick was by her being so crass mm-hmm. <laughs> um because like we know he isn't but i would have i wouldn't have guessed before seeing it that he would get that annoyed by someone else doing that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of it too was that he was also annoyed that she had the audacity to be flirting when his girls turned to stone um so i think it was just pissing him off that she was making light of the situation too it's like i don't know why you're smiling and making jokes do you not see how pissed off (laughs) i am and how worried i am so uh she was really barking up the wrong tree and it's just like by the grace of god he finally sort of decided to chill out at the end when he realized only she could undo the spell because if he didn't take a moment to think about that i don't know I think he might have tried to fight her for real. Like he was he was at the end of his rope. <laughs> he really was. He was very much so at the end of his rope. And like also like clearly whatever kind of relationship that they had literally means nothing to him. Like yeah. so, you know, not just because like this is a serious situation, but also because there just is nothing to talk about. Like no um so you know like this isn't a social call we're not catching up we're not relitigating like that's not what any of this is um and you know I think that you know (laughs) it was really uh getting on his nerves because clearly she's 
some kind of hung up on him. I wouldn't say like in love with him, but in some kind of way, she got uh, some kind of uh, hung up on him, Ness. Otherwise, she wouldn't have felt the need to to do that so much. Um, to be like, oh, you know, remember this? Oh, well, you know, I don't have access to your yacht anymore. There are a lot of those kind of like comments out of her. She was um, either reminiscing, um, still hurt that he did put her in jail or she was just trying to get under his skin probably all three honestly yeah because we know it's at least a trend that like girls who are with him don't really get over it no (laughs) you just can't no no they really can't like even if they pretty much like like Dawn did (laughs) yeah yeah you can let it go (laughs) yeah and I mean I, I get strong dislike vibes off of Jinx. I don't think she was entirely playing about being like F you. She didn't like him either. <laughs> um, you know, I think she's a jokey person. Um, but I do think that to some degree it's pretty real, whatever kind of antipathy she's got towards him. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't think it was all jokes. Um, otherwise I think she has set him up like that, like he mentioned. Um, and they're just you got an edge of mean out of her. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like clearly it's not all playful here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, um, it's definitely not all playful because I don't think she really knew he'd be able to survive those fucking elves. No, she didn't know. You could tell from her reaction. Like, remember um, when he's like, you know, I got it. And you saw her smile like, mm-hmm, Yeah. You know, she she thought that those elves, and from what they what she said to him before they went in there, she fully expected those elves to kill him. Yeah, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, um, and like, yeah, it's true that she has a death mark or whatever, but um, like, there were just too many digs about their about their past out of her for me to think that none of her uh, feeling was about you know, went on, what went on with them interpersonally as opposed to just the business of, you know, how it went south, south with some kind of mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's a dangerous thing, you know, when you um, need something from someone who's got something against you that, like, you can't really resolve because, like, you know, even if he's not totally aware of it consciously, he just isn't available, so, you know, no. like he's got, you know, he's got someone he's in love with this person. He's got a lot of commitment with this person. He's got a lot of shared responsibility. So, you know, like whatever kind of, you know, smoothing over uh, the bumps, you know, in their situation by, you know, hooking up or whatever that seems like is how they kind of managed before. That's not really um, a thing that he's like down for now here in the no. present um so like and that's kind of the problem where you have a situation like that where you kind of you know use sex to cover over a lack of like real commonality Mm -hmm. um if that isn't a thing that you can use to make up when you have some kind of an issue or whatever then um you could have some real uh problems if we've got you know some difficulty with communication and we'll say that they clearly have that um because yeah 
<laughs> a civil mm -hmm. conversation with Jinx, good luck, God bless, right? Um, and, you know, she really got off on the wrong foot by messing with Corey because her assumption that, that like, Corey was, like, you know, another informant or some other rogue he's messing with or something like that, um, as opposed to a hero that is his girl. Yeah, because she... That she obviously just... informed what she did. Yeah, so, because, like, in the car, Jinx was like, oh, you know, she was a pump and dump, and she was saying, she was talking about Corey as if she was another one too and then she figured it out she was like oh Corey must be special and apparently yeah. she was like, oh it's not that situation at all and that's the thing like with Dick and Babs too it's like he was he made himself like physically available to her but he couldn't make himself emotionally available to her like right. it just he couldn't do it um yeah I mean, he just doesn't have the room for it. Like emotionally, he's just occupied. It's not yeah. a thing that he could he could do. Um, no. And I mean, we even saw that with Corey, with Corey and Justin last season. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, she couldn't couldn't bring herself to like really open up to this guy, and that's why she had to kind of get out of there. She kind of sort of half-heartedly tried, and then very quickly was like, "No, she's she." I think she wanted to, but then when she mentioned she's not human and there was that pause, she was just like, never mind. Because I think it occurred to her just then that not everyone can handle that or deal with that. Um, and and like, like, honestly, I think he would have handled it, handled it fine. It was a surprise and just something he didn't know, but I think Corey yeah. just didn't want to. Yeah. So it didn't matter. She, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. She didn't really yeah. want to be with Justin anyway so it was just like yeah you could see like it, her kind of do a cost-benefit analysis and realizing it's actually not worth the effort of putting myself out there and really you know like revealing a lot of myself to this person that you could see that you know yeah um because you know it's not even like yeah he did pause but also I mean that's that's something he didn't know <laughs> like you know what I mean mm -hmm. um so I don't necessarily think that she was afraid that he was going to reject her or anything I literally just think she um realized that she did not really like have the sort of energy and emotional capacity to try to get deep with this person so it's better to just stop wasting their time and she also just already had someone who she could <laughs> open up and be all of this with yeah house, living with her exactly. so it's just like i shouldn't really need anyone else no um to do that <laughs> no like there was no point yeah. and like and we saw that like once Corey uh did uh you know open up to other folks in the house about what was going on then you know weight off her shoulders she was just mm -hmm. stalling about doing that and putting it off but she didn't actually need him in that way yeah um so you know um at this point uh even if, you know, Dick and Corey um, are not precisely, if we're being strict about it together, um, they're absolutely too involved with each other to be available to anyone else. And they need each other, too. Yeah. And so I think that's what's always missing. Like, fandom, they get really insecure about Dick's exes, even though they always show up to do something like to they always show up to show how Corey's better honestly yeah, what literally. always happens and it's like he doesn't 
he never he doesn't need Dawn. You know what I mean? Right. Um, he doesn't need Babs. Doesn't need Jinx. Yeah, but like he's got so. actual responsibilities to Corey, right? Like they're raising kids together. Um, they're she, leading the team together, right? And when she tries to leave, he asks her to say. So it's yeah. just like. A, it's a consistent thing where she's like the person he's always asking to stay mm -hmm. um, and hoping will stay. Absolutely. Um, when, you know, when they leave or when he has, has leave them, it's whatever. Like he's not going to feel any kind of way about like never seeing Jinx again. <laughs> like yeah. he's just not. Um, he's literally only here because she is somebody who he knows who knows about magic that's what he's here for and that's it like she really is that that's the only purpose of him like interacting with her she misjudged that he was there and you know with any other kind of sad interest yeah it was like i feel like season two um there wasn't a lot of dick and cory scenes but they still um went out of their way to show us the comparison Yes. of Dick and Dawn versus Dick and Corey and especially in um the episode Elko when mm -hmm. they pretty much had on one side you had Dawn and Donna and on the other side you had Rachel and Corey and the decision they were making was do we care to help Dick out of a bad situation that he created for himself mm -hmm. knowing that it's strong possibility he could end up dead. Mm -hmm. And the people, the person who cared was Corey, not Dawn. Yes. And it was like a very clear line in the sand mm -hmm. that that was the point to show yes. that like when everyone else that is opposition. against him, right? When everyone is against him, Corey always has his back. They literally put her behind him in episode nine when he was telling the team about Joey. She was placed behind him. Like, so even like mm -hmm. down to like the choices they make with like this, literally backing him up. Right. Literally at like his literally back. His back. And I feel like they were trying to tell us. And um, yeah, people ignored that. And then, you know, you had the same situation with Babs in season two, where it was like they were trying to tell you that, okay, you go from him having Dawn, who you didn't really like. She didn't really like him. They were just filling a void. And you had yeah. Babs where he, did like Babs, but it still wasn't enough. Yeah, because like's not enough. Right. Um, like isn't love. Right. So it was like she was there to sort of help Dick get to the point where he could be open enough to accept love again. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. And... I even pulled up the tweet because I'm not just making this <laughs> up. Um, Prathy, one of the show writers, actually confirmed that was the point of Dick Babs ultimately was mm -hmm. th that final thing of him needing to get past this need to try and be someone else who Babs technically wanted him to be. The, yeah, basically fill in Batman who would be content just staying in Gotham and fixing mm -hmm. Gotham's problems forevermore. Um, yeah. But that's not who he is. Fighting Gotham's endless war. Right. The, the city, he hates the city. It traumatizes him. Doesn't want to be there. He wants to be free. 
And so, like, this person had asked during last season, um, they tweeted, you know, Dick and Babs happening in a Titan show feels really forced and out of place to me, especially since Dick and Corey should have been the focus because they're the canon main Titan cat couple in and out the comics. And Prathy, who is the writer on the show, said, I feel you and I respect your opinion. I think that a person sometimes has to go through a lot in order to be in a headspace to receive love titans is about the journey this family has to take together mm -hmm. take a look at season three and at the end of it let me know how you feel so that's what yes. they were trying to do and i do agree that that it was annoying the way the screen time was um dallied up like there was a yeah. whole lot of time of but just... we also have to remember season three covid was happening and so they we had a lot of restrictions about you know uh characters interacting and that kind of thing because they were really trying to have people consistently interact with the same people um and you know keep people cordoned off so that they could manage containment so like a lot of shows had like weird stuff like around that and i think a lot of the enforced separation was literally COVID protocol yeah um so you know i think that's the thing that we often forget when we're judging season three is that like some of the structural changes were not for writing reasons, but were like literally for like practical reasons because of what was happening in the world. They weren't supposed to be in Gotham the whole season from my understanding too. So they like changed a lot of stuff and you could kind of tell that like the second half of the season, they were just trying to stretch things out. Yeah. Um, like they ran out of Gotham's story because it really, honestly, it feels like Dick Babs and Red Hood's storyline was should have just been like a five episode arc. Yeah. And it probably would have been had we yeah. not had all of these extenuating circumstances. Um, yeah. You know, it's, you know, kind of like, you know, you remember when there was the writer's strike, no matter what show you were watching, something ridiculous happened at that point. Like, mm -hmm. Sometimes real world does kind of intrude on, you know, your storytelling and it just kind of, you know, it is what it is. You sometimes just have external considerations. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, I mean, people can either get the point or not, but what I find pretty stupid at this point is that Babs took a dick away from the team, like, her dick babs removed him right yeah and dick don took up all his screen time and all of his scenes with them was about their relationship yeah jinx did not come into the show like that jinx no. came into the show as a decory plot device that's all she's done so far yeah. is be a plot device for them um so it's it's weird getting upset about it when she's literally here to move the ship forward it's her yeah. purpose so like basically i just like thought about shows i've watched that this has happened on where they have specifically in order to really sell you on a ship they have an ex come in and like co-sign it right yeah um so like rose on tvd did it to prop up delena stefan propped up delena as well Mm -hmm. um linda did it on the flash felicity did it on the flash um lois on smallville did it to prop up um chloe and oliver's relationship um you know laurel on arrow came back just to prop up 
Felicity and even yeah. did it on her deathbed, which is really gross. Um, but they're treating it like the storyline in Smallville when Lana showed up. So like Lana left, I think the end of season six and it was like in the first episode of seven. So she was missing all of season seven and most of season eight. And then she came back for four final episodes. And in those four final episodes, the whole season eight, um, Lois and Clark were getting close together. Lois like fell for him. You know, they were getting romantic. And then Lana came back. And the minute Lana came back, Lois was gone off the shelf for, for those four episodes. <laughs> right. Clark and Lana started dating again. And then the only, the only reason Clark and Lana broke up is because she got infected with kryptonite and he could no longer touch her. So for his own safety, she decided to leave. Yeah. That's a big yikes. Yeah. So if I should post, I'd be annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Because clearly that's him settling. Because what he wanted, he couldn't have. He like yeah. physically couldn't have. That's yeah. all that was. There was no conversation where he was like, um, you know, we're just not compatible anymore. I want to be with Lois. It wasn't that. It was the op- It was bad. Okay. And they're acting like that's what happened on the show. I'm like, you guys have no idea what the, like what the writers using X's to dismiss someone really looks like. I've seen it. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people talking about the show don't seem to have much understanding of how things work with how they tell stories in television and what different mm-hmm. functions in the plot different characters serve. Yeah. This is just the X showing up to prop your ship trope. It's nothing more than yeah. that. It's not. Yeah. And also yeah. just to draw some contrast, right? Um, yeah. Because okay. we know that Corey's like a very like impulsive kind of chaotic sort of character in some ways. And we see what it looks like when you have someone like that who isn't also genuinely a good person. Yeah. And I feel like the show is always trying to draw those those parallels between Corey and his exes but like this is one of the first time where it was more direct yeah where you had Corey mentioned by them mm-hmm. um so clearly that's the point yeah she's yeah. not really having any kind of effect on dick's character growth he's not in a headspace where he's thinking of anyone else anymore or yeah. where he has any humps to get over or nothing no, he's just, not looking. He's not available. He's not single, trying to mingle. No, he's, <laughs> That's he's just not, not trying to be at. anyone else. Any like, no, all of that is past. So anyone who comes in is just gonna point out the obvious, which is he has feelings yeah. for Corey. Whether they're a villain, whether they're an ex, whether it's a ghost, they're all gonna do the same thing at this point. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to those two, That's where we're at story story wise. Definitely. Like, Yep. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it on Jinx, I think, right? Okay, I think that's about it on Jinx, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could talk about Corey. Yeah. And Sebastian. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, one thing that was crazy making with me with uh with with Sebastian was like, I don't know, maybe this is a a me thing, but um, nobody, like, noticing uh, his name. We've got all this weird stuff going on with blood, and his name is Sebastian Sanger, Latin for blood, sanguis. 
Oh, oh. Hmm. <laughs> well, maybe they haven't thought about it. <laughs> so, like, so, like, oh, they steal forty gallons of blood, and you pull up this, and you pull up the name of another guy who might apply, and his name is Sebastian Sanger. Works at a taxidermy place, which is weird right. in itself. <laughs> yes. So yeah, it was it was very crazy making to me that it was like, okay, is everyone gonna act like they just don't notice this? <laughs> mm. Um but but yeah, um and like you know, in French saying foie cold blooded, so like I recognize the word to mean blood. But anyway, <laughs> besides uh my uh, nerdy pet peeve where it's like I know one of you people have got to know this. Like, is, is is someone gonna, okay, I guess we're just gonna mm -hmm. ignore it then. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, back to Corey. Um, Corey's very interesting. Uh, this episode, we don't get um, a ton of Corey because she spends most of it in a block of rock. But um, what we do get of her, um, it was... <laughs> When she was talking to her like mentor and she was oscillating between not wanting to be bothered with the prophecy and then when she finds out it involves dick wanting it right now i thought that was <laughs> cute <laughs> that's so true <laughs> <laughs> like prophecy schmophecy i don't care i'm just gonna be over here with my with my husband oh you mean the husband the prophecy the what and the where <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, yeah I, I love it I love it uh that's that's so funny um and it was funny that you could tell the mentor was about to say more and just decided not to mm -hmm. like she opened her mouth and looked like she was gonna say something else then she was like just you'll know when the time comes <laughs> <laughs> right because I mean you don't want to screw it up like with freaking Iris who decided to be fully in denial <laughs> when she found out her and Barry were destined to get married, she was like, Ooh, fuck Destiny, let's get married, Eddie. It's like, girl, you know damn well you don't want to marry Eddie. <laughs> well, you're just Poor now Eddie. you're just being hard headed. Yeah. <laughs> just, just for the hell of it. <laughs> A lot of characters get like that. When Destiny says they want to do something, they're like, mm. <laughs> Like, now I feel like I can't, I should do it just because. Right. Like, like when they found out that they do. were married in Earth 2, then it was like, oh, oh, so, so, so what now we got to date or something just because we know we'd be happily married? I mean, it might be a good idea. <laughs> Perhaps, Iris. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> <Girl>. <laughs> that's so, that's always so funny. So um, extra. So extra. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> but you know uh as long as it isn't uh isn't taking her uh away from her heart Corey's down to do the prophecy thing yeah um and yeah I thought that was really really cute um but it definitely did um raise the what do these characters think they're doing question <laughs> I mean <laughs> What do Dick and Corey think their relationship looks like to other people? Right. Genuinely would like to know. I genuinely would like to know. Um, because um I definitely did not get the impression last season that they had any clue at all. 
uh, what they look like to people, you know, Dick, genuine surprise. What? Things are going sideways? Why? Like, you know, she runs crying out of the house. What's going on with her? Like, <laughs> um, you know, clearly uh, no, uh, no awareness there. Um, and it's also, it's kind of hard to tell, like, is Dick not reacting to the comments about the relationship from Jinx because he is under the mistaken impression he would give less away if he just didn't say anything. Is that what he's doing? I have no idea what he's doing. I'm generally <laughs> confused by this man. <laughs> he's just like, he is crazy. I don't even know. Because it's like, on the one hand, I don't fucking know because he's boldly flirting rather that whole you know I wish I was taking pictures of you thing like this is not what is going on right what is what is going on because we're clearly past complete obliviousness we're not there um because like he's you know acting like pretty consciously here um and you know we see Corey acting like very consciously to like not get dragged off on some kind of side quest or something so that she can stay like she clearly like is in a place where she's got very strong feelings about that it's not like oh I'd like to stay if I can but if I have to do some other kind of thing that's not the kind of time she's on at all at this point um in the show so it kind of um it definitely made me wonder especially throughout this episode it was like and like you saw how Corey reacted to like finding out the dick was part of her destiny in some way like what in the world do these characters think about this? Like, <laughs> and she didn't seem upset about that. She was curious no. as to how. Like, so you you think that someone who was against it would act against it? So clearly, that's not the case. <laughs> no, it's it's not that. But what are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely like <laughs> genuinely curious what they're doing at this point. Yeah. Um, like they've they've gotten to such a weird place because it's like mm-hmm. okay so I like this person and this person likes me and <laughs> it's like they don't they don't know <laughs> they they don't know they they're so so lost at this point um and you know I do genuinely wonder if the reason that they both tend to get uh get kind of uh, silent and alarmed when confronted about their relationship is they don't actually have an answer <laughs> i don't think they do like maybe that's was his issue is that he doesn't know what to say to that he doesn't know how no. to respond because he no is kind of a lie yes is kind of a lie <laughs> right <laughs> yeah like there's no um real because yeah if he were to say like Corey is uh not my girlfriend so Corey is what right it'd be like are you sure about that <laughs> right because you know he, it's not like he could say yeah Corey is my friend yeah no like that would not give a very accurate picture at all um so yeah Corey, of course my colleague kind of like a co-worker yeah <laughs> that wouldn't wouldn't convey the depth of that relationship like at all um and it certainly wouldn't give you accurate assumptions 
um like I can understand why you would want to avoid indicating to an ex who's at least down to clown with you that you're single if you know that is not a great way of describing your situation but mm-hmm. I I would be curious um given that they've just dodged the question whenever they were kind of confronted um about their relationship with by different characters what they would even describe it as at this point yeah which is interesting I feel like at some point they have to have the discussion because Mm -hmm. it's like okay this is officially weird (laughs) like like we need to be able to answer this question (laughs) (laughs) you need to be able to do something other than look like a deer in headlights yeah so (laughs) so yeah I think that they do need to at some point um kind of do that um and I think they're also, they've got to be consciously avoiding doing that at this point. Because mm-hmm. it clearly did not come up. It's come up. <laughs> right. um, it's, it's it's definitely come up. We've seen it come up. Like, so it's not like, oh, I just haven't thought that. It. it just hasn't come up. Like, you guys are avoiding at this point. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So interesting. Okay. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I get why they would have uh, fear of change at this point, because, <laughs> you know, you've got such a kind of functional dynamic going on um, that, you know, it makes sense that they would be scared to do anything that might upset the apple cart. Yeah. Yeah. And the what I also find up. funny is that, you know, Corey finding out Dick is her destiny is such a big moment for her. And Dick literally already knows that. Yeah. <laughs> he just didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. He just has this knowledge and he's just like, oh, keep it to myself. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it's an open question whether Dick clearly, like, to what extent he understands that to be a literally true thing that he interacted with. Mm, yeah. Um, because like his distinct aversion to ever discussing discussing any of these kinds of uh incidents here I mean we haven't gotten a chance for him to say out loud whether he thinks that these are just him being crazy or whether they mean something or you know whether things are real or like what's going on with them we don't really know what he thinks about it but I mean in an interview Britton said that he doesn't necessarily do things based off of things he sees in visions because he doesn't necessarily believe in them. So, I mean, it mm-hmm. could be that it's a, like, Dick doesn't believe in magic kind of thing. Yeah, I th- think maybe, so maybe his thing is that he, any decisions he makes that kind of seems like he believes in it, it's just his subcon- him subconsciously doing that. Yeah. Like, he's not making these changes on purpose. No. It's like you did you did go break up with Babs right after this. And then <laughs> yes. you know, like the RV. But then he also did not tell Corey or ask her out. So it's just like, hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Like I... You are making choices, but you're just not fully committing. <laughs> no, he's not he's not uh committing to being full steam ahead here. Yeah. Um, like he's he's you know, turning up the heat on the boiler a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, we definitely see that, like, you know, he's uh, 
he's more hands-on with her this season that was in a noticeable way like he, yeah. he touches her a lot more um he's more flirtatious um and he also um like if you compare the scene where um like you know earlier uh in the show where donna's kind of you know confronting him about like um his like feelings for Corey, relationship with Corey, or whatever um it is that they were discussing there his demeanor was a lot more freaked out than he than if you compare his demeanor when confronted about it here so clearly he feels a lot more secure in this whole thing than he has at at other points um but yeah he's not um that last you know that last thing to get over where we actually have the conversation and move it to the next waypoint here um he hasn't quite pushed himself to no um and i'm not sure Corey knows that he's uh internally trying to get anywhere no (laughs) and obviously like she's it almost feels like she doesn't even notice the change in him no she doesn't seem to which is interesting because that means like what we missed (laughs) over the hiatus between two and three is just him being pretty flirty yeah the time definitely (laughs) um because nothing normal yeah yeah, it feels it feels normal to her. Nothing in her demeanor suggests that he's acting out of sorts in any kind of way. Um, so, which to uh, be fair, when they interacted in season two, that's how he was anyway. Yeah, and then season three too, <laughs> always like this soft, flirty thing. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> he's a confusing um, person. Congrats, dude. <laughs> You are very confusing. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely effectively confused Corey at this point enough that she's just along for the ride. <laughs> like, she's not trying yeah. to figure it out. She's just like, okay. I'd give up too, because it's like, all right, I guess this is what the fuck's happening. Yeah. I'll just be here. Chilling. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I'll enjoy whatever it is we, we're, whatever it is we're doing. Right. Ooh, pizza, like, right. yeah. you know. <laughs> like, I think I made a metaphor before of, you know, uh, going on a, a road trip with someone they know where they're going you don't know where they're going so uh while they're getting frustrated about being lost since you don't know where you're going anywhere you're just like oh let's just hang out with the tourist traps oh look another thing okay like <laughs> um and yeah uh, and you know I Corey's th- like tired of structure anyway so yes yeah. in a way makes sense to just be super into just these random things happening she was like this is fun you know yeah. <laughs> like she's enjoying herself <laughs> she's definitely enjoying herself and she's um in a very like laid-back kind of headspace yeah. where she's just like you know taking what kind of comes next um whereas dick is very much so trying and failing <laughs> Mm-hmm. to piece things together in a very coherent way going in a very definite direction just like dick is trying to get them back to san mm-hmm. francisco yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh this oh this road trip metaphor you you got us um uh but yeah he's at, dick's definitely trying to get somewhere <laughs> yeah he just doesn't really know where that is yeah um and yeah it's pretty fun it's pretty fun to see and it's also just consistently funny 
that you can see Dick uh, having so much turmoil about their um, relationship non-progression and Corey mm-hmm. seemed to be unaware they've even gotten stuck somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but who knows? Um, maybe Corey thinks this is a thing people do. I mean, how would she know? Yeah. <laughs> how would she know that this is such a peculiar situation? She just got here. <laughs> exactly. <Like honestly. laughs> so, yeah, it makes sense that uh, Corey um, isn't like really reacting to it in any very, in a very strong way because I don't even think she knows that they've gotten stuck in some like weird no man's land of some kind. I think she yeah. might even think this is an actual destination. <laughs> see it (laughs) oh yeah interesting so yeah it's uh it's very important that they have a conversation I mean just like in all the different versions of media with these two characters the understanding of relationships and how they work and how they progress and like what they mean and like what it means to sort of be with someone Mm -hmm. is so completely different that like they can't really rely on any kind of assumptions here um, because they both just have such different backgrounds. They just make different assumptions. So they have to actually talk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we <laughs> pretty much did it all. <laughs> all right. So we will end here and we'll be back next week yes. for episode four. <laughs> yes. I literally can't wait. So yes. Fast.